This is the Live Life Happy Podcast with Andrea Seidel, and it's episode number 32. Welcome to the Live Life Happy Podcast with Andrea Seidel. We're all about highlighting self-help, positive psychology, and books on well-being. We share the content and actionable advice so you can make normal life extraordinary. We are a community of lifelong learners, high achievers, and busy people. Get ready for your download so you can live life happy. I'm your host and addicted to reading, Andrea Seidel. Hey there. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited. We have a special episode today. It is our first author visit and I'm so thrilled because we have the author of Wire Your Brain for Confidence, The Science of Conquering Self-Doubt. This book is by Louisa Jewell and it is so fantastic. I highlighted it in the last episode. So if you missed that, feel free to go back and check out that episode. And that was episode number 31. Uh, Today we have Louisa joining us right here And we're so excited because she is such an inspiration. And I don't know about you, but have you ever wondered why you are confident in some areas of your life, but yet in others you have, you know, fear or self-doubt kind of creeps in? Well, the good news is, is that science has discovered basically a formula that we can wire our brain for more action-oriented kind of confidence. This is huge. So this can boost our courage to actually act and move into action. And you're going to love this uh, conversation that I have with Louisa. Uh, she is so insightful and such a wonderful uh, inspiration and knowledgeable person. So Louisa is actually a speaker and author and a positive psychology expert. She has spoken to thousands and thousands of people all over the world, and she actually teaches people how to flourish both in their work life as well as their personal lives. And she's the founder of the Canadian Positive Psychology Association, and she is a graduate of the Master of Masters of Applied Positive Psychology, the MAP program at University of Pennsylvania. Holy cow. So she is just a wonderful go-to person with everything to do with positive psychology. Fantastic. She's been featured in the Globe and Mail and Huffington Post, Canadian Living Magazine, Live Happy Magazine, and that's just to name a few. (laughs) But her book is actually a best-selling book, Wire Your Brain for Confidence, and it's The Science of Conquering Self-Doubt. It was actually released in 2017 and it's on fire. It's such a great book. And if you didn't listen to that podcast, I did a whole book highlight on her book last episode. That was episode number 31. And now we get to jump right in with Louisa Jewell. And I'm so thrilled. And if you stick around to the end, I have maybe a surprise book giveaway. So here we go. Let's get right into the conversation. Hi, Louisa. Thank you so much for being on the show. Hi, Andrea. I'm really excited to be here. Thanks for having me. Oh my gosh. I'm, I'm sure all the listeners are also super excited. A lot of the listeners are life coaches and people who are entrepreneurs and or you know just busy people that are leading really busy lives. And I know that all the information you have to share with us will really help a lot of people. Oh, that's great. I, I hope I can help. <laughs> Yay. So let's jump right into Wire Your Brain for Confidence, The Science of Conquering Self-Doubt. I absolutely love the title. It resonates with me in so many ways. I can't tell you how many times I have had this self-doubt and kind of had it hold me back from moving forward. And um, I have to admit, I had to work my uh, confidence muscle (laughs) in order to reach out to you and have you on the show. So 
Yeah. So I thank you so much for your book and all the wonderful information in it. Um, what inspired you to um, delve into this book? Well, you know, there were a lot of topics that I that I could have written about, especially with my background in positive psychology. You know, there's so many topics, but I really suffered with self-doubt for so long. And when I discovered a new formula for a more action-oriented kind of confidence and then applied it to myself and I saw all the incredible changes, I thought, well, that's really what I want to hone in and talk about. Um, and, you know, I... I have always been kind of a confident person, but I stopped myself from going after the bigger goals or, you know, going after the bigger goals. I always had a lot of anxiety and stress and constant questioning. And, and when I trained myself to allow that to disappear and just, you know, engage in all of these new bigger goals with, with no anxiety and stress and just do it joyfully, I thought, oh, I got to share this. Oh my gosh. And I'm so glad that you did. <laughs> I'm, but I'm really curious. And you talked about it in your book a lot too, about how self-doubt actually holds us back. And uh, what are some of the things that um, maybe we could do when we notice that we're in that self-doubt mode? Well, there's, you know, so many things that I cover off in the book, but the, you know, the first thing is, is to be aware, you know, is self-doubt holding you back? I always say you can't tame it unless you name it. Um, you know, so what are the fears? And, and what I discovered in the research around self-doubt is it's very socially constructed. And what I mean by that is when we want to engage in our bigger goals and dreams, it's not necessarily fear of failure. It's, it's really fear of social evaluation. You know, if I told you that you're going to go and try this new thing, you're going to try it as many times as you like on this deserted island, nobody's going to see you or watch you. No one's going to hear about any of your failures if you do fail. You know, you're going to say, all right, fine, let's go, right? Because you won't really care. You know, we care about failing because we don't want other people to see us fail. We're going to find that embarrassing. What if we look stupid? What if... What if that ruins our careers or our image or, you know, so really it's kind of fear of doing it in front of everybody else that that holds us back. And so a lot of the, the literature in self-doubt really points to that, to this idea that it's, you know, really, a, you know, we're really social creatures and that's what we're really fearing. So I always say to people, become aware, first of all, if you're being held back, like, are you self-sabotaging yourself? Do you do that often? That's a real sign of self-doubt. Um, and are you, uh, you know, are you engaging in the imposter phenomenon? You know, that's a sign of self-doubt, right? You're giving away your success to everybody else because you, you doubt that it was you that actually created the success, right? And you've probably heard some of your clients talk about that. Mm -hmm, for sure. Wow, it's amazing. Um, so self-doubt, like how specifically like does it hold people back? Like it's these beliefs that we have in our head or, and like you were saying, it sounds like it's also, we're worried about what it is, like you know, how others are going to evaluate us. So can you talk about specifics of how this self-doubt is actually hindering us or holding us back? And we may not even be aware of it. Yeah. So, so it really starts with a belief. If I'm really doubting myself, 
then then really what it is, is I have thoughts that I can't do something. And when I have that thought over and over, it becomes a belief. And what we know from the science and the psychology behind this is that when you have a strong belief, those beliefs can become self-fulfilling prophecies. Mm -hmm. So if I really don't feel that I can do something, or if everything that's going on in my mind, I'm thinking, you know, if I try this, I'm going to fail. It's going to look bad. This is not going to be good. Then what happens is I'm not motivated to move towards that goal. I'm not motivated to do the work to do that because I'm just thinking, what's the point? I'm just going to fail anyway. And then because we believe that, we don't engage in the behaviors necessary to make that goal happen. And so the goal doesn't happen. And and there you go. And there's your self-fulfilling prophecy. So you really have to be able to change that belief to say, you know what, I can do this. I really can do this. And, or if I fail, it's going to be okay because I'm going to be able to learn from that and I'll be able to move on. So I'm going to be okay with the consequence of failing or if it doesn't go perfect, I'm going to have to, you know, I'm going to prepare myself just in case that should happen. But I'm going to be really happy that at least I went out and tried this new thing, you know, and learned from it and got myself one step closer to my goal. Wow. So it really shows that these limiting beliefs are like a form of self-doubt. It's really holding us back. Um, I'm super curious because we kind of talked the other day and um, a limiting belief just rolled off my tongue while we were chatting. And um, it's so interesting that I didn't even realize I had that limiting belief until you brought it to my attention. So I'm wondering if you have any tools or strategies to help us kind of find out or to discover, uncover rather, our limiting beliefs that might be holding us back. Well, so the first thing I do is I always look to my behavior, you know, so, so say, say you want to write a book, right? And year after year after year, you never write that book. You don't, you don't even start, you don't get close Um, or, you know, or you really want to engage in a partnership with somebody and you're never calling them back or you're you're not moving things forward. So whenever I'm hesitating, whenever something's going on that I think, then I stop and I say, hmm, okay, there's something going on here. If I'm not moving into action towards something that I really want, then that's the trigger for me. That's a trigger that says something's up here. Is it self-doubt? Is it what's the fear? What is it? And so it usually, again, it comes into my awareness because I get this trigger because for some reason I'm stopping myself. And then once I can, then I sit down, I say, okay, what's really going on here? You know, say you do move forward and do that. What's the fear? What are you afraid of? I'll give you an example. So I was entering into this partnership with the with these people and we had already started kind of working together and we were having a great relationship. And I didn't really like the contract. I wanted to change a few things in the contract. And I kept procrastinating and procrastinating signing this contract or talking to them about these changes. I thought, what? And finally, after a while, when I saw, because procrastination is also another sign of self-doubt. I thought, why, why am I procrastinating? And then I thought, oh, 
I don't, I don't want to go back with the changes in the contract because I'm having such a great relationship. I don't want to wreck the relationship. I was worried about the effects on the relationship. So then I thought, okay, I'm going to get my lawyer to go back to them because it's a legal thing. Let the lawyer take it on. So I paid, you know, a little bit of money for my lawyer to take that call. Um, but I took it off my shoulders, gave it to her. She had a great conversation with my partner. They were absolutely fine with all the changes that I was suggesting. And we moved forward. So, it, it, you know, I think you can't, and again, I say you can't tame it unless you name it. So you really have to become aware, when am I stopping myself? What is the real fear and how can I move into action to overcome whatever obstacle that is so I can then get into action and move forward? Wow. So that, those are such amazing things to kind of keep your eyes out and kind of to help you realize, oh my gosh, maybe this is a doubt or maybe this is a limiting belief. And I love all those tools you gave us. So I'm curious then, once we discover, we uncover that belief or the doubt that we're having, what are, what are some strategies? And I know you isolated so many in your book, um, but maybe just for our conversation today, what are some strategies that you find that are really beneficial that can help people uh, move past the doubt or in, like, through that, that limiting belief? So, okay, so first of all, if you're trying something new, so this is a maybe a new big goal that you're going after or something that you've wanted to go after for a long time. It's something totally new. You've never you know, ventured there before. It's totally normal to have self-doubt. And sometimes it can be good because sometimes that little bit of self-doubt with something new can, can say, look, have you practiced enough? Have you done enough research? You know, are, have you talked to the right people about this? And that can make us even better. So we have to be able to say, if I have a little bit of self-doubt, it's totally normal that I have a little bit of self-doubt as I move forward. So that, so that can be helpful in of itself. Now, if you are chronically, if you have chronic self-doubt, then you are questioning everything you do. And that's something different. That's when you really want to deal with that. Now, if there's something that you really want to move towards and you're not moving towards it, then maybe the goal is too big for you. Like when I wanted to, I always knew I wanted to write a book. But what I did was a friend of mine had a website. Um, so she said, why don't you write an article for, you know, our website? Because they do different articles every single day. And I was like, yeah, great. So I just started writing articles. And then I I get some criticism, you know, on my article. And I learned how to deal with that. I learned how to become comfortable with putting my stuff out there. And then I was asked to write a chapter for an academic book. And then I was asked to write a few chapters for other books. So that got me more comfortable with writing. And so over a few years of kind of writing, I then thought, I think I'm ready now to write my book. And I, I did a course on how to write a best-selling book. So that got me even more comfortable on writing. So, so I really took baby steps that I felt comfortable with. The big goal was too much for me to jump into, but, but the little baby steps, I felt, okay, I feel confident enough to go after that little baby step. And as you grow in your practice and in your competence, we know that competence breeds confidence. So you see, once I built my competence in writing, that actually gave me the confidence to move forward with finally writing the book. 
Wow, that's incredible. I love the fact that you uh, mentioned that self-doubt is actually normal and that it's, it's, it gives us a little more permission to be human. And um, I love that you broke down even like an example in your own life, how you broke down this big, massive goal. Maybe it's just too big to bring it down into baby steps. And in your book, I love how you put it. You said, say li- like little yeses or what was yeah. Yeah, like little yeses help you to keep moving forward. It's kind of practicing that. So those are those, those are wonderful tips and tools and strategies. Well, and you know what? For entrepreneurs, Andrea, you know, it, it, confidence without action gets you nowhere, right? You know, nobody is telling us as entrepreneurs, there's nobody like giving us a carrot or a stick, right? Yeah. We're the ones who have to motivate ourselves. If you want to make something happen in your business, you have to go after it, right? And so if you are holding yourself back and you're not getting into action, you have to learn the strategies that break down those barriers and get you into action. You know, I think action is everything. It is. It really is. And you're right. Sometimes we're paralyzed, right? And I, that brings me to my question then. Um, and you brought up a little bit that uh, perfectionism within your book. Can you speak on that a little bit and how that might hold us back a little bit and or a lot? <laughs> well, and, you know, perfectionism, we, there's a, you know, many of us who, who kind of suffer through this idea that we have to be perfect all the time. And, and women do it a lot. Uh, you know, this idea that we have to be perfect. And some of the research has shown that when we take a look at, at our lives, men kind of have fewer domains in their life that they care about and that they put energy towards. Like they want to be good providers and have a good career and have a good relationship. Whereas women have many, many more domains, up to 14 different domains that we might want to be really good at. And we think not only do we need to be good in all of those 14 domains, but we need to be perfect in all of those 14 domains, you know, including, you know, taking care of the kids and having a family and having good, you know, having good family relationships and our career and being, you know, good in our community and being on the PTA and, you know, and, 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 uh, you know, and add on to that always thin, being thin. There's an obsession with looking good all the time and being thin. And it's just impossible for us to be perfect in 14. Can you imagine? That's exhausting. And we are exhausting ourselves. We are in overwhelm most of the time. So to counter that kind of perfectionism, I have an exercise in the book called Peace at Six. And it comes from this idea that, you know, I don't have to be a 10 at everything in my life. There are some areas where I want to strive to be a 10. That doesn't mean I have to be a 10, but I want to strive for excellence in that domain, like in my work and in my relationships with my children and my family. Um, and, you know, in, in what I do, what I do for uh, a living and helping people, you know, I want, I want to strive to be a 10, but you know, in like housework, I'm good with the six, you know, I'm good. I'm good with the six, you know, um, being thin, you know what, I, I want to be active and I want to eat right, but 
do I need to have a perfect body? Yeah, I'm okay. I'm okay at a six with that. You know, I feel good. I feel okay. Right. You know, as long as I'm healthy and doing all the right things to be healthy, you know, so, so that's kind of how I work on peace at six so that I'm not killing myself trying to, you know, get through life. Right. It's it's incredible. Yeah, I, I loved that. I'm happy that you brought that up because it's something that stood out for me so much within your book. And also this idea that um, that we don't we if we have that expectation to be so perfect and we're always waiting and holding back that and that's why it came up for me because I love how you always encourage like move into action, move into action and that kind of moves you out of self doubt. And it's so powerful and such a powerful tool for sure. Um, okay. So you are such a go-getter and you have accomplished so much and um, you're such an inspiration to me. And I know so many other people and um, I would love to hear um, you talked about bringing joy into these big goals. And a lot of people have, you know, stress or they feel anxious around these big goals. I'm, I'm curious how you went from that to, you know, having these big goals that you have and yet you're able to do it so joyfully. Well, you know, a lot of the things that I teach in positive psychology, you know, do that. And so as I go after my big goals, for example, I'm always grounded in gratitude. You know, I'm always grounded in the fact that I'm really grateful for everything that I have, that I already have in my life. And I'm not going to beat myself up if I'm, you know, want to be here and I'm here. And instead to say, I'm here and wow, that's really good. You know, I'm really, really pleased with, you know, where I'm at. And I think a lot of us feel like we are never accomplishing enough. We are never enough. And I focus less on that. I focus less on, you know, looking good or, or feeling that, you know, how do I compare to everybody else? Um, and instead I focus in on, I kind of I have a, a set image of what I feel is success for me. Um, so I say, you know, these are the things that if I accomplish these things, then I feel successful. And it's been the same list probably for the past 15 years. And see, when I have that list and I say, am I living my truth with that list? Then I'm not looking to Sally over there who just bought a new yacht, you know, or I'm, I don't care if. Bob just has a new Mercedes Benz. You know what I mean? Because I just look at my list and I say, I'm good with this. And I'm so happy for Bob if he's happy with his Mercedes Benz. And I'm so happy for Sally that she has a yacht. And if I want a yacht, I'm going to say, you know what? Some of that for me, please. You know, let me let let me be happy for Sally and say, I want to have a yacht one day. So some of that for me. You know, but but as long as I have that list, I can be joyful and feel that I I am, you know, successfully accomplishing and running my race without a, a focus on everybody else's race. Because we can be inundated with, oh, you're so-and-so is doing this and you're not doing that. My gosh, what's wrong with you? You're really falling behind, right? You know, this kind of social comparison can really make us miserable. 
I love that you brought that up. I think I heard someone saying like a long time ago, we we could like mothers in particular could compare themselves to like the moms on the street. But now (laughs) moms are comparing themselves to all moms all over the world who make like perfect, you know, um, you know, gourmet meals for their kids. And, you know, so I love that you brought up that social comparison and that 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 list that you come up with, that sounds like such a wonderful tool, like just create your own list, stay in your own lane. And, and that seems to be really, really powerful. Which brings me to my next question too, is that you have achieved a, a huge level of success. And I'm just curious, like how did you, and I'm sure a lot of listeners are curious too, how did you catapult yourself to that level um, without having that self-doubt kind of creep in and still stay joyful? You know, it really does. I think visioning has a lot to do with it. I do a lot of visioning every morning. I think you have to be in that, you know, your body has to be in that emotional state. And so I, every morning, I envision my dreams and my goals coming to fruition that they've already come into fruition. You know, if I have a financial goal around a certain thing that I'm doing, you know, I kind of uh, sit myself down and I meditate thinking, yeah, it's already happened. You know, that money has already come in, you know, and and then I kind of release that um, every day. It's so powerful when your body can be in the emotions of it's already happened, right? It's already come true. And then what's interesting is when I have that, when I do those meditations and I do that visioning, I get ideas of how I could make that happen. Like even today, this morning, I was envisioning I'm launching a new product next week and I'm envisioning it all going really well. And then I thought, oh my gosh, I've got to to talk to that person. They can get me into that channel. So it gave me a new idea, you know, of how to do it. But I think also when you envision that it's already happened, you're not anxious about it. You know, you kind of go, oh, you know what? It's going to work out. It's all going to work out for me. And I think visioning for me really helps relieve that, you know, helps relieve that stress. And uh, another thing that I've always done that has really catapulted my success is I've been part of a mastermind group for many years. And I have to say that that has been one of the the single most effective things that I've ever done um, to help me, you know, propel my success forward. So um, what I do is I get together once a month with three other people. And um, these are all people that kind of, you know, are doing things that I really want to be doing. And, um, and, and I'm doing things that they really want to be doing. So we're kind of all looking, you know, we all can learn from each other and we get together once a month and each of us has half an hour on the floor and we talk about our successes, but then, you know, we spend a good amount of that half an hour talking about, look, I've got, I've got this challenge. Can you help me with this? And we give each other ideas, but plus we boost each other throughout the month. Um, If we need more support from each other, we're always very supportive. Anytime I'll send stuff out to my list for them. You know, we're really committed to each other's success. And I think, again, you know, we are social creatures. And so many times as entrepreneurs, people, especially our families, can be very critical. Oh, you want to do what? 
You have what idea, right? What that sounds like a stupid idea, right? You will always hear people criticizing you. And to have a tribe of people that go, Andrea, you're going to do this. I'm confident in you. I know this. Here's an idea. Here's a strategy. How can I help you? You know, that's so powerful. That is so powerful. Again, because, you know, as entrepreneurs, especially when we're kind of, you know, independent entrepreneurs, we don't have a whole team of people around us all the time giving us that. So we need to create that tribe for ourselves. Wow, that's amazing. Thanks for sharing your little secrets there. (laughs) Uh, What comes to mind to me is that um, when you, it's almost like dress rehearsal or preparing your mind for it and going through it and, So I'm curious about this envisioning. Some people would say, oh, like the law of attraction and going through it in your mind and like it's a little woo-woo out there. Um, But I'm wondering this, I know you're all about science and um, the science, is is the science behind that, that um, attention bias or um, what's the science behind that? Just for the people I know that are going to be, you know, asking about that. Yeah. So we call it mental rehearsal. So so when you take a look at the research in in self-efficacy, which is what I talk about in the book, which is different than self-confidence, self-efficacy is a more action-oriented kind of self-confidence. So it it gets you into action more so than just general confidence. And self-efficacy is the belief that you can be successful in any given endeavor. Um, Not that you have the talent or skills or knowledge. It's do you really believe that you can actually be successful because if you do, it will get you into action. And one of the things, this is the work of Dr. Albert Bandura. And one of the things that Dr. Bandura has discovered is that when we mentally rehearse, our brains, now what we know from neuroscience, for example, is that there's an 88% overlap in the neurons in our brains, the area in our brain where we imagine things and where we recall things. So it's sort of like the same real estate in your brain handles imagining and recalling information. So if you are imagining and mentally rehearsing, which is different from visioning, so mentally rehearsing something, you're trying it, it's going really well, you're successfully doing it, you successfully did it, what happens is you're actually tricking your brain into believing you've already done that. And one of the most powerful things in self-efficacy is if you believe, I've already done that, then you're probably more likely to do it again. So that's actually what's happening when you mentally rehearse. It's kind of like your brain is going, wait, have I done this? I think I've done this before. Oh, I have done this before. Oh, I can do it again. You see that? You see how it works? Super powerful. I I love hearing the science behind it because it just reinforces, you know, why it is it's so much more beneficial to do it. And that's going to help us in so many ways. And that's why, that's why the best thing to do is to get into action by taking those baby steps, because as you do it, that's actually what's happening in your brain. It's so you can, you can mentally rehearse, but it's even more powerful if you try it. Because then your brain says, I've done this before, I can do it again. It's one of the most powerful coaching questions when people have you know, confidence issues. I say, tell me about a time when you've done this before or something similar. People just forget. But when they say, oh my gosh, you're right. I, I did this two years ago. Oh yeah, what did I do then? Oh yeah. 
they then, oh my gosh, like you can just see in an instant, they are immediately feeling more confident. So my gosh, you're right. I've done it. I'm going to go do it. You know, it's like so powerful, but we forget that we did this thing two years ago, you know, or maybe we haven't done something similar. So let's find something that you can take a baby step with. Wow. That, and this is, I swear, this is just like scratching the surface of what's in your book because there's so many amazing tips and tools. And um, as you know, always on my podcast, we highlight these books, but I always recommend to people to go out and purchase the book and support the author because we could only highlight so much in such little time. So I do really highly recommend this book. Your book is so powerful and there's so many tools and even today, we just, you know, scratched the surface on how many wonderful ways that we can move forward into action, as you say, and to keep, you know, building that confidence or wiring our brain to have that confidence and conquering that self-doubt. So uh, thank you so much, yeah. Louisa. I want to know, um, where can people purchase your book? Yeah, so you can purchase my book online at, at amazon.com or amazon.ca or Barnes & Noble online as well. Um, and also you can get the first chapter of my book at my website at louisajewel.com if you want to download the first chapter. Oh, good. I'm sure everyone's going to go over there. If not, purchase your book, you know, get that first chapter anyway. Um, the other thing is, what are you working on right now? We're always curious to see what what fun things are coming our way. Well, so so... What I discovered is that uh, women are twice as likely as men to fall into a depression. And this has always bothered me. I've always wanted to know why and what we can do about it. And a lot of it has to do with the fact that as women, we kind of ruminate. And that is when bad things happen, we kind of think about it over and over and over again. And I used to be a big ruminator and I taught myself how to stop ruminating. And so people have been asking me for years, oh my gosh, how did you do that? Because I really want to know. And so I'm finally putting out a new course. It's an online course on how to silence your inner critic. And it's a six module online course. You can do it at your own pace on how to actually stop those ruminations for good and silence that inner critic. So I'm really excited about that. It's going to launch on October the 23rd um, on my website at louisajewel.com. That's amazing. Oh my gosh, what value. That's going to help so many people and um, that's so exciting. And so is that something that will be ongoing that people can be a part of? Yeah, so it'll be, you know, it'll be a program on my website that people can do at their own pace and, and it'll be there for forever, I think. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> Evergreen. Yeah, and so right. where where can people come to, um, where should people go? Um, if you go to my website, louisajewel.com, so people can sign up. I also have a weekly juice, so I put out a weekly tip on how people can boost their confidence and conquer their self-doubt every week. So they could sign up for announcements there. And so I'll be sending out announcements and links um, if you sign up for my newsletter. Um, but also if you go to my website, louisajewel.com, you'll see that there will be links there on how you can sign up for my new course. Perfect. And we'll be putting all these links in our show notes as well. And I'm so thankful for you to be on the show today. We got so much out of it. I, every time I listen to you speak and I do get your daily juice. So every time I listen to all your videos and get your emails, I'm always inspired and I can't thank you enough for everything. 
Thank you so much, Andrea. And I'm always inspired by the work you're doing too. So I really appreciate you having me on your show. So thank you so much. So there you have it. Oh my gosh, wasn't she incredible? Oh, I just love her. Anyway, so I promised you that I am going to have a book giveaway. I'm not just going to give away one book or two or three. I'm going to give away four of her books. Wire Your Brain for Confidence. The Science of Conquering Self-Doubt is such a wonderful book. It's a great tool. It's a wonderful roadmap to help us to really increase that self-efficacy. Anyway, so please, 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 here is how you're going to enter for your chance to win one of those four copies. Um, take a screenshot of this episode that you're listening to and post it on social media. Then tag us in it so we know you've done it. And you can tag us at live life happy underscore as that's for our Instagram. And then also on Facebook is live life happy community. And of course you have to follow our platforms in order to tag us. So that would be one of the things you have to do, but the more you post it or take screenshots, the more chances you have to win. The other option is if you go over to iTunes and you write a review on live life, happy podcast, that really helps us with the rankings and really helps grow the show. If you write a review and then copy and paste send us that review so we know that you've done it. Send it in an email, however you want to send it or private message it, and that'll be an entrance to win one of the four copies that I'm giving away as well. So I hope you do this. This would be wonderful. You got to get your hands on a copy of this book. And I'm so excited. I love supporting the author as always. And I can't thank you enough for listening. I hope you got a lot out of today's episode. Have a wonderful day. Bye-bye. If you like this podcast that's like personal training for your mind, you've got to come over to my website at andreasadel.com where I take all these books, I highlight, coach, and summarize the contents in my unconventional book and coaching club. Let's face it, no one is sunshine and butterflies all the time, but we can make happiness a lifestyle. So I want to invite you to sign up at my website for my freebies and giveaways so that you can start each week positively. Finally, don't forget to subscribe on whatever platform you listen to, download and write a review because they really help grow the show. 